Dan Perkins Media proudly presents Moms Across America, a program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. And welcome to Moms Across America. This is Vicki Tompkins with my co-host, Ann Ubalis. And thank you so much for joining us today. And as usual, get your free constitution at ashbrook.org forward slash constitution. Because why? It's important to know what your rights are so you can fight when they're violated. So go get your free constitution. Well, Annie, welcome back and congratulations. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, so much. It's been a whirlwind the last two and a half weeks. <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet. Well, today we're gonna talk about something that is in the media constantly, but I don't always feel like the constant media presence is truly, truly addressing what concerns, I would say, 99.9% .9 of moms. And that is gender ideology. We listened to a video recently. Lord, I can't think of the her position. Psychoanalyst. Psychoanalyst. Thank you. Hey, sometimes the Southern comes out and the words just can't, can't pronounce them. Sorry. <laughs> You're up North. I'm South. <laughs> I'm from the South. <laughs> anyway. And she was talking about this gender ideology and how they're really trying to push this in kids that aren't even prepared for this. I mean, these are very young children what from ages three all the way up to possibly fifth grade. These kids don't even know how to wipe their behinds, let alone <laughs> trying to figure out what their identity is gender wise. So when you listen to that, what did you what did you think about it? And I just I was just like Seriously? Well just just so our listeners know the article that we're citing is on the Fox News website. It's titled Psychoanalyst sounds an alarm on gender ideology being taught to kids, indoctrinating in quotes. And the name of the woman being interviewed is Erica Commissar, who is a psychoanalyst. And I've, I've had the pleasure of interviewing various people in different uh, trades, including psychology, dealing with gender identity. And the New England Journal of Medicine a number of years ago had an article in there stating a study that was done that the human brain is not sexually fully developed until the age of 26 to 27. Yes. And if we're trying to turn around and confuse children who have not even entered kindergarten, that is not gender identity. That is not reaffirming identity. That, in our opinion, is child abuse. Yes. Yes. And and what's so amazing about that, when you look at a child, especially those who have siblings, you nine times out of 10, you're going to see that younger sibling wanting to emulate the older sibling, whether they're the same sex or not, they're going to want to emulate that person. They want to be around that person. That's where they learn a lot of how to behave, unfortunately, or fortunately. And so I can remember that as a kid. I have six brothers. So four older brothers, of Bless course, I'm going, 
right? I'm going to be following them around. I'm wanting to do what they're doing. I'm climbing the trees. I'm I'm doing everything that a boy, quote unquote, would be considered boy type things to do. That's who I followed. I never questioned whether I was a girl or not. I knew I was a girl because I was different from my brothers. And I think kids know that, that they're different from a boy and a girl. I mean, you 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 have a classroom of five-year-olds and you the boys and the girls, have you noticed, automatically separate. They automatically gravitate. If they're a girl, they automatically gravitate to the, to the girls. If they're a boy, they automatically gravitate to the boys. I think that's just something that's innate in a child. And to try to get them to figure out if they're different or not, or maybe in the wrong body, it's just not appropriate. And I agree with you, that's child abuse. It is. And I can remember, I have an older brother and one younger, and I was the first female in my father's family born in seven generations. <laughs> Honestly. Whoa. First words out of his mouth when the doctor came out of the delivery room and said, Mr. King, you have a beautiful baby girl. The first words were literally, oh, no, she's going to get married and leave me. <laughs> so my father and I were extremely close. And he taught me a love of books and music. But he also taught me how to paint, how to do plumbing, how to do carpentry, how to, yep. how to uh, tune up your car before the new electronic computer age. Rotate the tires, balance the headlights. I mean, do everything, change the oil. I remember getting a face full of oil because the filter was underneath. <laughs> so that did not make me a boy. Exactly. It made me knowledgeable in the things I need to do every day. I can read electronic schematics. And when my brother went out to play football, I wanted to play football. Right. If he was out there playing baseball. I wanted to be out there to play baseball. I'm too short to play basketball, but I tried. Tried. <laughs> that and does that's not normal. make me a boy. It may make me a tomboy, but not a boy. And right. until a child grows into an adult, they cannot make an informed decision. We don't allow them to smoke. We don't allow them to drink alcohol. We do not allow them to drive a car before a certain age. What makes you think they can make such a life-altering decision to mutilate their body forever before they even hit kindergarten. It's nonsense. People who are pushing this, and I think we've talked about this before, people who are pushing this, there's a lot of money involved. We know that uh, from the pharmaceuticals with the, the blockers and puberty blockers and all of that. Um, but there, I think there's going to come a time when parents are going to, some. I don't know how else to say it, but to say it this way they're going to mess with the wrong one. <laughs> and it's going to get to the point where there's going to be so much destruction from a parent toward an individual who's abused their child. It's going to get ugly. It, it and will. These people who are pushing this, particularly in our schools, this is going to, there, there's going to be some cr criminal charges taking place in this. I say it's time, past time. Well, the sad part is it has spread so pervasively what was once less than 1% of 1% of our society. 
is yes. now one in 10 people have someone they know going through a transition, including in my own family, someone very close and dear to me. When this individual's brother got married recently, I was not able to attend because of the distance and because of everything going on, my surgeries and my marriage. Uh, <laughs> but um, I was not able to attend. But I found out it was a coming out party, not just for a wedding. And it has become so pervasive in our society. What was just, like I said, 1% of 1%. It has become a social issue, but it is one to forever change the face of our nation. And if we look at what we're doing with this one movement alone, not, and then you throw in all the other movements we see with Black Lives Matter and yes. everything else that goes in, they are restructuring our language. They're telling yes. us what we can or cannot say. And on the website for the NEA, which is the National Education Association, they tell you how to new, use the new pronouns. <laughs> oh, All right. They're telling them how to address the individuals. And they give you six key narratives on how to teach transgenderism and gender identity to kids entering kindergarten. They are restructuring how the moral value of our nation comes to, to fruition. And it changes the way in which we use words. And once you change our grammar, our words, our language, you change the thought of society. And who was the best at this? Stalin and Mao. Yep. Their cultural revolutions were based first in, on the educational basis, which then spread into society. And then you pitted one part of society against the other. Hence the Always. Red Guards of Mao. And then Always. now you can't say something. And Steve Ducey quoted on Fox News a, a study that 44% of the millennials think it should be a crime if you use the wrong pronoun. I'm sorry. Uh, there are times when I look at an individual I can't quite tell what side of the gender line they lie on. So if I were to address the person as sir or ma'am, I committed a crime. Right. I got to tell you, this is very disturbing. I work around a lot of different people, many of them children. And to see this pushed on them when they already have enough issues, whether, you know, issues with mom and dad in the home or being out of the home, whatever that may be, and then have to be told this in school that maybe it's all it's it's very suggesting. That's where I think I don't think they call it mind control anymore, but indoctrination is coming from. It's not that a child is saying, oh, I feel like I'm a boy or oh, I feel like I'm a girl when they're the opposite. I think a lot of it has to do with the curriculum that's in the schools, what they're pushing. And you have to, ask, the, the question always comes to me is this, why? Why are you pushing this? What is uh -huh. the outcomes that you are looking for that you want to cause that much confusion in such young people. And it comes down to control because you know, as a former educator, that a, a child looks to an adult for guidance. Yes. They look for reassurance, guidance, and approval. Yes. And 
if the parent is not with that child 24-7, they will look to their peers and to the educators. And what better way to create someone to think the way you want them to think, to control them and their future forever, is to then use the educational system to do that. And again, I refer back to Stalin, and I will even go to Hitler with the creation of the kindergartens. And again, to Mao, they control the education system, control the child, and then tell the child the parents are too stupid to know what's right or wrong. Al Gore, remember him, the inconvenient facts? And he yeah. told the kids, your parents are too dumb. You've got to teach your parents. And that's what they're doing to the kids now. So the adults in the room are no longer the adults. It's the children. And what better way? Because they want approval. Kids want approval. They want love. They want reassurance. They want to be part of the crowd. And now you throw in our electronic social media. There's no longer human interaction. The more friends you have on, on Facebook, TikTok, whatever, the more popular you are there, the higher you rise in everyone else's esteem. So what better thing to do than to be one of the crowd? So if Susie says she's Jimmy and Jimmy says he's Joanne, hey, that's the way everything is going. So I want to be one of them, too. That's right. You nailed it. You nailed it. We'll be right back here in a minute or so. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to get on the, on the other side. We're going to talk about these other um, doors that we just opened. We'll be right back. I'm Dan Perkins, the author of a new historical romance novel called Sad Eyes. It is a story of a young woman, a beautiful Irish lass with red hair, green eyes, and curves that won't quit. She is born in 1912 in Waterloo, Iowa. She decides she wants to be an ER nurse, but she wants to move away from Waterloo to the excitement of the big city. She is accepted at St. James School of Nursing in Chicago and began a life as a true American patriot, serving her country in two wars. She fell in love with the love of her life. She takes the longest honeymoon in history. This novel is full of twists and turns and is difficult to put down. You can find Sad Eyes at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and J. Carroll Publishing dot com or through your local bookstore get it read it tell people about it and write a review on amazon this is dan perkins welcome back to moms of course america i'm ann Ubelis, along with my host vicki tonkins uh we're talking about uh the uh, national education association with their push on the new transgender and lbgtq plus uh agenda in our schools um, there is a lot going on with it. And we addressed the health issues. Uh, one of the things we didn't address in the health issues is what is the physical consequence of these surgeries? And that is something no one is talking about. And they're finding children that are giving these hormone treatments, developing osteoporosis, very brittle, brittle bones. Uh, they're finding higher instances of cancer in these, in, in these children. And should they go forward with the surgeries, the pain, the infections, yes. the illnesses that they contract, and it is something that they have to live with every single day. If a male decides to become female, the irrigation, because the female parts will then 
not recognize they're supposed to be female parts, but think of their normal skin and they will start to close. And every day they have to irrigate. And every day they face infections and every other serious consequence. And the same goes with women that also convert from female to male. It is an extremely painful. And a lot of young women that did it as teenagers or as young women mm-hmm. find that once they have the mastectomies and the bottom surgeries, as they call them, they end up regretting it because they will never have children. And if we talk about the sexual aspect of having a relationship, even that is extremely painful and and difficult. Hence, you have a higher suicide rate in individuals that do transgender. Uh, They're not talking about these human consequences, but we hear if you don't let your child say that he's a she or or he's a cat or dog or a tree, Mm -hmm. they're going to commit suicide. No, what you do is when the child is confused like that, you find a responsible and qualified psychoanalyst and bring the child in there, sit in the sessions there to see what is being said. Because we also now have the problem with the psychologists being told by their society, we're going to pull your license unless you told this storyline. Again, that's another area we need to fight back with. And we were talking about the consequences of this. And I had mentioned as we were in break is that we're being attacked on multiple points with this, the LBGTQ plus and transgender uh, agenda. We're getting it with the Black Lives Matter. We're getting it in many different areas in our society. But the main purpose is, is to divide us, to break us apart. And you notice Planned Parenthood is now I'm throwing that into the mixture because Planned Parenthood is now being a funnel for these transgender kids and helping funneling them into the Cleveland Clinic. And you're talking about billions of dollars floating out there for these medical services, the pharmaceutical companies, the surgical companies, the hospitals, the aftercare, you name it. It is a multi-billion dollar industry. But moreover, Planned Parenthood is is not liking the pushback they get on pro-choice. So if they can't kill the child before birth, they will destroy that child's ability to produce any future heirs. That's it. So you can't stop them from being born, but once they're born, you can stop them from giving birth. Yep. And that's a sad, sad commentary on our society. Right. And I think the 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 one thing these people, you know, who push this and and say this is for the betterment of society when we're talking about the whole depopulation, because that's what this is is really geared toward. When these people are talking about this, they don't realize one thing. You're going to be depopulated too. <laughs> because eventually there's no one that can produce children. There's no one who can keep society going and maintained. And and it's it's sad, just like you said, that we're caught. We can't. We we're, we're we're pushing back on killing the baby in the womb, but let's destroy them once they are born and keep them from reproducing. Because if you don't reproduce in a society, your society dies. Exactly. And they may think that they're going to survive, but they're only going to survive for so long. Right. And. Well, you know, when- well, I just want to say one thing I did is I pulled up, if anyone can see the NEA website, that people can go on and see what we're talking about, which is NEA.org. And um, you go to the Advocating advocating for Change 
that is the article that they have this on the news. And you can read where they say stand against hate and bias. Of course, everyone wants to stand against hate and bias. But the problem is it's reverse because we believe in our Christian principles. We are silenced. Heaven forbid we have an opposing opinion. Now, you and I understand tolerance, right? Fine. That's what you want to think. That's what you want to think. Yeah. As long as you're not harming other people, it doesn't matter to me. Right. And I will continue to think what I think as long as I'm not harming someone. But then again, if I fail to use the proper pronoun, I've harmed someone. And yet they can call me every name in the book. And I should not be upset about it because I'm a racist. I'm a bigot. I'm I'm a homophobe. I'm this. I'm that. According to them. Instead of being a tolerant Christian the way our Lord Jesus taught us. No, I, I don't care what your religion is. I mean, you can worship the trees for all I care. But when you start harming our children. Yes. And indoctrinating them into thinking things that will forever destroy their lives. I'm going to push back. And then yeah. that makes them intolerant. And and what's more is child abusive. It is. And like I said, having, you know, I've been a foster kid foster parent in the past and having dealing with children who have come out of abusive situations without the grace of God or without the mercy of God on their lives, they never recover. And that's exactly what we're doing. And we're promoting it. That's the thing. We're promoting it in every aspect of society. And it's pushing a narrative that is destructive to children. It's destructive to families and another thing that they're not talking about, which we just we've touched on, it's destructive to our future. We we cannot have a bunch of confused children because adults are pushing this type of, of stuff on them. It's wrong and it's criminal. Like you were saying, if I cannot say to you, hey, Miss um, Miss Ann, how you doing? And I'm offending you because I called you a female act whatever you want to call it a miss or whatever, and that's wrong well that's who you are <laughs> and i'm not going to agree with a person's mental issue by calling them something that they are not i mean my goodness nine times out of ten these people can't even tell you what a woman is so how in the world can you be one if you're not one when you don't even know what it is now, that was a whole bunch of confusing words right there, just saying it. Well, you know, they, they make it sound like it's as easy as the movie Twins. Remember Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito in Twins? Yeah. And towards the end, the two of them are pregnant. They make it sound like that's possible. No, it's not. No, oh, it's God. not. You can build an artificial womb and try to gestate a child in there. But that is not a real birth because you need a female mother to carry that child to create the pheromones that when that child is born they're going to smell it they're going to smell the mother's milk and you will see that child try to climb up towards the mother's breast to feed because the mother and the child unite as one and when they say it's my body my choice that little baby who's speaking up for that baby saying for that baby saying my body my choice exactly and then you will hear the, the thing well i didn't choose to be born well tell me one there's only one person that ever walked this planet that ever chose to be born. And that was our Lord Christ. 
That's it. None of us chose to be. But what we do with our life is the most important thing here and now, which is why you and I choose to speak out to protect those who can't speak out. And what I want to say to those people out there, if you're the, one of the ones there that did transition or have the hormone treatments and you've ended up with osteoporosis and brittle bones and broken bones, and you've ended up with cancer, start a class action suit. Absolutely. We want to stop this Absolutely. in its tracks. Start that class action suit because your lives have been stolen. Your lives have been shortened because someone brainwashed. That's right. That's right. And and see, and just like you were saying, this is the type of stuff that you don't hear them talk about. They cover it over it and they totally mislead people. Oh, you're going to feel so much better now that you were the person you were born to be. You are the person you were born to be and you don't have to change that. Kind of like a brainwashing, you know, um, because... You're you're when you think about how long kids are in school on a given day, the amount of time and especially the younger ones, because they're mainly in one classroom for that, that five, six, seven, eight hours a day, depending on after school programs, early morning programs, those types of things. So those kids are with this one individual for most of the hours of their waking day. Yeah. And so they're constantly getting bombarded with this constantly, constantly, constantly. And then they start believing it and starting to act on it. By the time they get to fifth grade, the kid has no idea. What's worse, what's worse is that they're, they're abandoning the regular curriculum, classical education, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yes. And now these kids are coming out of school unable to obtain a job because they cannot go beyond a third grade reading level. Absolutely. I literally was going through a grocery store and you know, those little dividers you put between your order and the person behind you. Yes. Girls trying to scan that divider. They well, are not being given marketable skills to help them become an valuable part of society. Instead, they're giving them the skills to help them get on the welfare rolls and be on the public dole for the rest of their lives, another way to control our population. If you can't employ them, well, then they have to live off the state. Unbelievable. If they can't read about, and write, what's the point of having them go to school? That's true. What's the point? They're not teaching them reading, writing, arithmetic anyway. <laughs> so? Oh, no, no, Common Core. Don't forget <laughs> Common Core mathematics. Oh, and Lord. I, I sat before a school board and they were trying to count a school board member as two third and the member wasn't there. So they were going to count their vote as two thirds so they can get past whatever they want. So I had a sign up front and I sat directly across from the school superintendent saying school board persons are not two third person human beings. This is not common core math, but two third person human being, the original constitution counting for the census. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that oh, went over like a lead balloon but we got our point of course yeah and this is the kind of stuff moms that we've got to continue doing keep going to those school board meetings it's not over this fight is not over you keep going to those school board meetings you keep showing up to the, those commissioner meetings and you keep telling them no you serve us you work for us we pay your salary and you will listen to what we oh, have to more, say more about our children. More importantly, you don't have to be a parent. You are a That's taxpayer. Right. So That's even right. as a taxpayer, your money 
is going out there. And you have a right to say where that money goes and how it's, how it's spent. And that those kids are your community and future leaders. So you have a right to say how they're taught and what they're taught. And you yes. have the right to go into the school board, school district and look That's at right. the textbooks to see what is being taught them. You have these rights. You don't have to be just a parent. You are a taxpayer and you have the right to show up and have your voice heard. That's right. And I know, moms, you don't see any of our passion about this at all. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but please know we love and we want to protect our children. So moms across America, always remember you are America. And I want to say one more thing. Thank you, of course, for always joining us. We appreciate that. But we also want to let you know um, that the different things that we've talked about, the different shows that we have had, you can now go to danperkinsmedia.org and you can see our past shows. Every Friday, our new shows are going to be posted. So please go to danperkinsmedia.org and see all of our previous shows. And our future shows will be there every Friday. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. And we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com. And give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.